welcome to the Intuitive Vibrance Podcast, a space where we go straight to the heart of what it means to embody the fullest, most authentic expression of yourself. I am your host, Bozia Morgan, and I'm here to support you in your path to self-discovery, transformation, and liberation, empowering you to unapologetically be your most intuitively vibrant self. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Intuitive Vibrance. I am so excited this week. We have part two of my very deep and beautiful and juicy conversation with my dear friend, Kara Brown. So let's dive right in. I hope that you enjoy it. So I want to go back to what you said before. It was very juicy. (laughs) It was a very juicy moment when you said, and you were really like feeling it and your, your body was, you know, it was reflected in your body, but yeah. that you love, you love to, you love being in your feminine so much more now. Mm, yeah. And it, and it just feels so good to be able to even say that in full expression without almost feeling like I have to hide a little bit from it. Um, you know, before I think I was operating so much out of that, that masculine mentality of must do, must get done, um, you know, and, and even to the detriment of, of maybe projecting a false sense of confidence with certain things to align myself with, with that. And gosh, now I love being able to take part in things like a moon circle um, where women are all dancing together and emoting and feeling one another, um, you know, feeling each other's energy and vibing off that, like, and for myself too. I mean, to be, I'm 42 and, um, you know, like I feel so much better in my body and in my expression in the world now at 42 than I did, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. And that's exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you are such, we talk about this, but you're such, um, I'm so grateful for a whole host of reasons, but I feel like, you know, you, um, kind of set, have been setting the stage for me on that Mm. just a bit ahead of me, um, you know, with things in this regard. And so I get to watch you do this and, and other, you know, people too, but, um, I'm not saying that quite the way I want it to in my head, because it's not that I'm mirroring, you know, what you're doing, but it's always nice, right. To have an example in your life of somebody really living it. Yeah. And, and not, yeah, not being, um, not needing a a reason for it or not, uh, having excuses for why they're doing it. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, I I get it. I totally get it because I also it's it's like permission. It just it's like another permission slip. It's why I, you know, you give me permission in different ways, and um, I'm so grateful to to know these very strong women in my life who um, embody these different qualities that I think we're not raised to to be this way. We're not taught that it's okay by our society, you know? And it's like being able to really step into our femininity and to find the power in the feminine, that there's that, that there's standing strong in that instead of having to overly exert our masculine yes. to find power or strength, that there's so much more when we can actually like lean back and sit back and receive. And when you receive, you allow yourself to be filled up, right? And then the strength and the power, the fullness that comes from that, you know, it's like, I can't even, I don't even really have words to describe it, but that's something that I've been really feeling into. And, um, to have other examples of that, it just gives me permission, you know, to say like, I, I, I like, it's okay. It's okay to, to, to find a different way. And, you know, I mean, I've never loved a decade more than my forties and I'm sure mm -hmm. I'll be saying that about my fifties, but it's something really special that happens. Um, I think for us in our forties and, yeah. uh, and yeah. I, I wonder too, if it, aligns for us in that sixth line because i think both of us spent pretty much all of our 30s at home yep literally <laughs> with kiddos. in the house yeah literally yeah. in the house um you know deep in study if we weren't deep in in mothering yep. deep yeah. in study deep within deep in our internal world even though you know course we were engaging with with family and children um but so then it makes sense to me that after that kind of 10-year expression of being internal that in our 40s we have the urge to um to fully express in truth and yeah. to no longer be trying to, to do it a certain way or the way that we think it should look. But I mean, we're done with that. We are yeah. done trying to show up in any way that isn't our, our truth. Yeah. And that's when I think the urge is just, it's too strong to do anything else. Yeah. The urge to express and the urge to feel our feminine and let it be out in the world is too strong to do anything else any longer. So I wonder yeah. if that, you know, if that does play a part in our sixth line or, or if that's just all women, maybe where we are in the world right now. Um, that was so I'm crying a little bit. You just made me cry. Because <laughs> um, you feel it in the way that I feel it, mm -hmm. that that there is no other choice. Mm -mm. There's no other way. And 
all that I can do is be in my essence and to come forth through my essence, my true divine essence, which we all have. And, you know, the last couple of years of my life have been this huge and very rapid unfolding. And what's coming through and coming forth is just the real true me, you know? And love being able to witness (laughs) that it is such a joy to witness. Thank you. Well, it's, it's truly a gift to have someone like you walking this path with me. And I do think that it's our sixth line. I think also our fourth line, you know, for us to be, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting dichotomy, right? It's like, we are so on the roof in our thirties, the whole decade of our thirties, both of us, right? And that need to be on the roof in that six lane process, it was, it, it was, it, it would, it, it's overriding. It was way stronger Mm -hmm. than the fourth line need for connection Mm -hmm. because we were getting that, we were getting that fourth line connection from our partners, right. From our children, from our, 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 um, our close friend group, from our Mm -hmm. families, right. And we birthed our babies. We did that whole thing. We, we went through, there's still a struggle, even though we were on the roof, there was still that struggle. I, I struggled a lot in my thirties. Um, Janet, who I recently interviewed on my podcast, she's a four six. She talked about how she struggled a lot actually throughout her entire roof period of being 30 to 50. Um, and she had three kids and, um, and so I think, you know, you and I have both, we're both on the other side of that, of that struggle. And I, you know, our struggles were, are, were different, obviously, but now the fourth line, the fourth line is Colin. The it's fourth Colin. line wants to connect. The fourth yes. line wants the, wants, wants to know what's out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, the fourth line, I mean, my fourth line really made up for lost time. Like when I (laughs) left my marriage, you know, like I really was like, let me meet all of the people. Let me see who and what is out there. Like, what have you got for me world? (laughs) You know, and, uh, to come out of that, like deep, I mean, I felt like a hermit, even though I don't have the second line, but I like, I was, I was literally like, I could have been in coffee shops, like doing nutrition school and studying, but I was literally at my kitchen table, like every single day I would drop my kids off at school and I would come straight home. I'd be like, can't wait to get back home. Oh, and happy to be there. Right. Happy to be there. Happy. I mean, right right behind me here, this, like, this is my spot on the couch. (laughs) There, so much reading, so much studying, so much uh, journaling, channeling. I mean, it's all gone down right there. And I was thrilled to be there. Yes, that's the thing. (laughs) But it's changing. Yeah. It's changing so much. I keep feeling this urge. I mean, we've talked about, you know, the urge of wanting just, just to be 
in communion with people so much more now, but my word that I just keep feeling is experience. Mm. I want to be experiencing everything right now. Everything. I know it's so fun. It's so exciting. Um, and, and, and in a way too, I mean, you and I are both operating in a very different way than we were in our, in our twenties, right? Like pre really going up onto the roof. And so, you know, I was much more in my masculine then, you know, like really kind of like operating from that place of like, you know, go getting and doing and having a lot of armor up and protecting myself and all that stuff and not trusting, not trusting in myself, not trusting in the universe. And now I'm coming, I'm coming out, I'm coming out into the world And especially even in the last like month, month and a half, like embodying my feminine and really Mm -hmm. embodying my essence more than I ever have in my entire life and how good it feels. And it's a much different way of being in the world. It it really does feel like a rebirth. It's like I get to experience life in this way now, right? Like at this age, in this way, in this embodiment, it's really, yeah, it's so fun. And I'll say too, that, um, you know, that idea of experiencing things now versus how we were doing it in our twenties, you know, in our twenties, like we were out a lot, (laughs) we were, you know, um, that, that type of, of being out and experiencing and travel and all that. And, and yes, that's all completely part of it too, maybe as a desire now, in different ways, but also for me, it's experiencing um, just the everyday little things in a different way, like fully experiencing them rather than just doing them, rather than wow. just going throughout, but but allowing an experience to happen in everyday moments um, rather than plugging through. I mean, there's that, that chance time and time again. That's such um, incredible mindfulness. And I remember when we did your Psyche K session, one of your beliefs that you did was that I am present in every, Mm. I am fully present in every moment. Right. I mean, because, and that is so much part of my, you know, my human design and gene keys, like that is when I'm going to have some of my best success is when I am in absolutely just right here and not jumping forward, not expecting what's going yeah. to happen, like being detached from, from what is and, and fully just like vibing into and experiencing mm. this moment as it is. And it, that's a hard practice. I mean, come on. How often do we hear that? Be in the moment, be, be present, right. You know, and it's, and of course we've all been hearing that forever. Um, but it's, you know, then there comes a point when you actually feel it in your bones and, yes. and you're able to, to take those words on in a completely different way. Um, and I feel that now. Wow. That's really, that's a whole other level of existing. 
you know? I do, I do feel like it is. Mm. I mean, I, I've used the word opportunity a lot, but I do feel like it is. I feel like it's there. And, and again, I mean, you know, I'm not saying this is how my everyday is by any means. I'm saying that I recognize the potential of it Yeah. now. Yeah. I say, you know, that I, I'm seeing and I have moments every day where this is happening enough where I can feel the difference and feel the benefit and feel that that is how it's supposed to happen. Mm. Yeah. I, I hear you and I feel you on that because I've been feeling that too. And, um, even just the fact that I have like a regular, a a, a daily practice and it's not, it doesn't look the same every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but just sitting in quiet contemplation even, right. Richard Rudd talks about the art art of of contemplation. contemplation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and it really is so miraculous to me what happens even from from being in a it's from sitting in a space of total presence and mindfulness in that moment in the present moment even for two minutes yeah there's something really magical that happens um yeah and the more that we do it the more we can tap into it the more that we the easier it is to drop into it i find and uh I love that you bring this up because I think like well, first when you were saying, I want to have all the experiences, I'm like, uh-huh, I do too. I want to have all the experiences, you know, and I have gate, <laughs> I have my North node in gate 28, which is the gate of the game player. And mm. so I need to know that at the end of life, that my life was worth living. Yes. So give me all the experiences, right? But what you're talking about is it's much, it's, it's, finding the the beauty in the mundane almost and this is also part of your north node isn't it yeah it is it is part of your virgo yeah north node yeah virgo in the 10th house north node so all that i idea of um detail and um well i guess the the part of like finding the beauty in what could be seen as mundane yeah but it's Ties not into and, there. Yeah. And that's where it's like, we don't have to chase anything outside of ourselves to find, to, to connect with the divine. Mm-hmm. Right. No. And it's so incredible to just sit fully sober, no cacao, yeah. no mushrooms, no nothing. I mean, yes, all of that is like really helpful. That, right. that helps you <laughs> drop in like, just like that. Right. Yeah. But I've just been practicing just sitting with myself fully sober and just like, you know, just sinking into myself, mm-hmm. you know, um, communing with spirit yes. and being in that moment. And it's so rich, mm. isn't it? I mean, it's, it's so good. I mean, yeah, part of my practice lately is um, trying to, um, it's so good that I have to, to pull myself away from it sometimes Uh, because I could, I could spend a good portion of my day 
yeah. doing that. And I mean, it, it truly does make me feel high mm-hmm. um, without, you know, without anything else. So, so yeah, I mean, so to that is, is so beautiful. And then maybe the next step for us is to pull that feeling and that intention, um, you know, into those more into that presence of, of every day. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I wish you all could see Kara's big smile right now. (laughs) It's very big and beautiful. I do have a big smile. You do. I know I do too. I used to, I used to feel so embarrassed about my big smile and like my teeth. And now it's like, I can't hide it. Here it is. You don't want to hide it. Yeah. Um, I feel like we are just having the juiciest conversation and uh, you and I could talk about this stuff for hours. I really, really want to talk about the work that you do, Kara, because the work that you do to me is so profound and it's so needed and it's so unique to you. You have your own medicine that I want people to know about. So can you talk about the work that you are currently doing and what you love about it? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, the work that I'm doing now is um, a real focus on that idea of soul expansion. Um, I feel like my, uh, my, the real juice of what I do is like going in and aligning with somebody's heart um, and being able to kind of pull out and extract like their greatest soul expression. So not just, not just, you know, what they're doing in the world currently and helping them to make that better, but to really go into what their soul wants to, to reveal and, and bring out into the world. So, um, I mean, that's what we all want, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> um, but I use a lot of different modalities when I'm in doing my hands-on work. So I say that I'm, you know, a, a master level level Reiki practitioner or intuitive healer. I kind of mix it up depending on who I'm talking to and what their, yeah. Um, yeah. their knowledge is on that. But in truth, what I'm doing most of the time is, um, is channeling the angelic realm and providing healing for a client that way by listening to, to what needs to happen, where I need to go, what they need. And, you know, I mean, the work is kind of beyond me. Like I'm, I'm paying attention and I'm trusting and I'm, and I'm um, using what I know sometimes to, to do the work, but um, that's how it comes through. So in addition to the work that I do um, at a place called the Heart Center here in Seattle, where I do that kind of hands-on um, Reiki intuitive healing is um, I'm also a circle leader for the Wild Woman Project. Um, and I am, I interpret dreams for people. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. And I want to, I want you to tell us all about this, please. Yes. Um, yeah. And then I also do some work just as a straight channel, 
Um, but that channeling is brought into all the dream work and the, the Reiki as well. So yeah. yeah, we've had lots of fun experiences with yes. dreams. Yes. I have had, um, I mean, Karen and I are very close friends and we talk almost every day or, you know, every other day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I feel like I get little mini Kara sessions, like just even over text message, you know, but, um, I had, we did a channeling session mm-hmm. that was, um, where you were communicating with the angelic realm. I had questions. I asked questions and you asked the questions or I would ask the questions and you would channel the answers. And it was mm-hmm. so interesting because the language was clearly coming from another realm. It was yeah. so clear. Right. Um, and then you would interpret it. And then sometimes you would ask for clarification. Like, what does that actually mean? Right. So I had that session with you and it was so helpful. And I still have those visuals of that session. It was really so helpful. Um, and, uh, and then I've been having a lot of dreams lately because I've been doing so much deep work. Um, and a lot in my life is really shifting and I've been Mm -hmm. doing a lot of like really deep healing and my subconscious is just like, Whoa, like trying to figure all this stuff out. Right. So I've been bringing my dreams to you and, um, it has been mind blowing to me. So I would love to know, how did you get into doing dream work? You mentioned this a little bit very beginning. So how did you get into doing dream work? I mean, it completely by happenstance, <laughs> you know, of course we know, of course. Is that. Yeah. but, um, you know, it's funny. I, now I, I need to think of the timeline, but, um, I had been received, I had, you know, way back, not way back, but maybe a year prior had signed up for a, a newsletter, um, for a man named Michael Sheridan, who has the Ashling school, um, where he teaches dream interpretation. And, you know, I, I signed up because it came with a a free dream dictionary and, you know, so it's, it's fun to, I was, I had studied dreams like way back in maybe 2006 or so, um, briefly, but they've always interested me, my own dreams. And so I had signed up and to receive his free dream dictionary, which you too can do. <laughs> I know. I was, yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to sign up for that. Yeah. I would, love to, I would love to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know the exact address, but it's, if you, um, you know, just look under the Ashling dream interpretation. Um, and then I had been receiving his emails, you know, as he frequently sent them and had never opened a single one. And then I had that dream that I mentioned a while back where I, I don't think I brought up the dream, but where I ended up doing this really deep, almost feverish nap in the middle of the day mm. and had, had a big dream. And, um, and so right after that, I saw an email from him and I opened it up and he was having a workshop that started the next day. Oh my gosh. And I instantly was like, well, yes, I must do this. So I signed up for it and it was just a little two weekender thing. Um, but that got me going and ended up doing a nine month mentorship with him where I learned to 
interpret dreams on a very deep level from everything you know that can show up in a dream um our dreams are this time at night where our higher self has the availability to speak to us and to give us messages so they can tell us everything about health issues that are going on childhood trauma things that we're not seeing clearly um, in our lives and any number of things can show yes. up in your dreams that that they want to let you know your higher self wants to let you know your subconscious um so uh yeah so i learned how to do that and then one of the ways that he teaches is to use channeling to get the correct interpretation of a dream mm. because you can have you know the dictionaries fun and you can learn all the symbols and even the theory and even um you know just the the technical side behind it but you can never really get the the full correct interpretation of a dream unless you um can connect in and channel on it um so he teaches that as well wow. and i i had already been doing um some of that channeled writing and connecting in with my soul. And um, Elisa Romero has a, a tactic called um, soul journaling, I think she calls it. Um, and so from her, I had, a, you know, I had a session with her and she taught me how to, mm. to channel in that way. Um, so I'd already been doing some of that, but I, I really didn't know that I was connecting with the angelic realm until working with my Michael and oh, he he's okay. able to tell um you know a lot of people when they channel will connect with um guides or um their higher self you know different there's different ways of doing it or they'll be claircognizant or um clairaudient they're, they'll hear mm -hmm. things so I, that's how i realized and it made sense once I understood but that what I was getting was angelic messages wow wow what was the question so the question was <laughs> just around dream work and yeah. uh and I and also why do you love it but I you answered that question um yeah so I just want to share a little bit about my experience um, with my dreams and with, you know, through Kara's help. Something that happened recently was, um, so I'll just share that I, I've had this recurring dream um, and for the last 20 years, I would say. And um, the, the details of it will always change, but the, the basic, the basic sort of theme is that I'm in this hotel. I'm in some kind of hotel. There's a lot of rooms. There's a lot of tons of people in these common spaces. And I'm always there looking for my friends and I can't find them. And I feel lost. And then they always end up leaving me. So it's this like, you know, this like I would say to me, it feels like fear of abandonment or not being included or like whatever it is. And I'm, I know it's so funny, Kara, because I'm always like, oh, I think this is what it means. And you're like, actually, it's something totally different, you know, so this is why you should all work with Kara, start journaling about your dreams um, and work with Kara. And I will include information in the show notes and at the end of this episode about how to get in touch with Kara, because you're going to want to, I promise you. 
Um, Thanks, so yes, of course. <laughs> but so I've been having this dream for like 20 years where it's like, I'm, you know, they're like, I'm in this hotel. I'm looking for my friends. I know that they're there, but I can't find them. And then they always end up leaving. So I think it was last week, maybe or the week before mm -hmm. I woke up in the morning and I texted Kara and I was like, Kara, I had a dream about inclusion. I was in that same kind of crazy hotel thing where there were tons of people and the hallways were filled with people. And I was there and I knew that my friends were there and someone came and they summoned me and they said, Fosia, come. And it was one of my friends. And she took me to another one of my friends who was like, oh, there you are. We've been looking for you. And she's like, mm. I'm preparing you a Caesar salad. <laughs> and she was, <laughs> she had had like the lettuce was like all beautifully laid out on this like square card table. And she's preparing this salad. And um, she's actually a friend of mine from aesthetic school who I don't think had ever, you know, I'd never noticed her in a dream before. Um, and I actually messaged her about it and said, like, you were in my dream last night and it was so great. And she's like, oh, well, she's like, I just, she's like, I always think of you fondly and I'll always have your back is what she said Aww. to me when I DM'd her. But, you know, I told Kara about this dream and, um, she called, you know, Kara, you called me later in the day and you were like, this is huge. You said, this is huge because dreams never lie. And we know from our dreams what's working and you know it's like and what you said to me was that we can be working on something right like think that we've healed from something we can say that we've healed from it but when it shows up as this as this huge shift in a dream then we know that it's yeah. working that you really have made the shift yeah and that was huge for me because I'd been having that dream for like two decades. Yeah. You know, I was so excited and to call you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like, she basically called me to say it's working. The work that you're doing is working because dreams never lie. And, you know, I think also, and Kara, correct me if I'm wrong, but in my own experience, it seems like the more I pay attention to my dreams, the more I remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? I mean, it's not universally true, but I think you're all often, you know, if I let somebody know that I do this dream work, they'll be like, oh gosh, I never remember my dreams. Yeah. And then they'll message me and be like, oh my gosh, I have been having, you know, such yes. dreams because I think there's, honestly, I think there is some weird connection where your higher self is like, Ooh, you've got access to somebody who can. Yes help you understand this now. So yeah. we will deliver um, because those messages want to come through. I mean, your higher self wants to be heard. Yeah. And so if there's, you know, if there's an opportunity or somebody in your life that can help you to interpret a dream, they'll take advantage. I love that. Of that. But also if you, if you make it a practice to to start writing down your dreams or journaling them first thing in the morning when you wake up, even if it's a one-liner, even mm. if you, I mean, oddly enough, you can get a lot out of a one sentence dream. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. 
So even if you wake up and think like, oh gosh, I, you know, that didn't seem like it was a whole lot. If you just get in the practice of writing it down, um, even if it doesn't seem meaningful to you, then more will come. I love that. I mean, I, I've been having a lot of very vivid dreams and it's true. I mean, it, it, it does feel like, I think my, I think that my subconscious knows that there's an opportunity here. Yeah. Um, and so I've definitely been taking advantage of it and it's been <laughs> really incredible for people who want to work with you, um, in terms of channeling, can you talk about why, why someone might come to you? Uh, for channeling, um, you know, like what kinds of things do people bring to you? Yeah. So um, I'm always very clear with people in the beginning that I am not um, a type of channel that is going to, you know, connect with your loved ones that have passed over on the other side. Um, I'm not a channel that's going to um, tell you what your future holds, mm -hmm. um, you know, predict lottery numbers for you, or anything like that. <laughs> um, so the, the thing that I absolutely love, um, about the type of channeling that I do is that, you know, that word Marvel again, like I marvel at the language and the information and the messages that come through because it's so beautiful and oftentimes if somebody, I mean, people can ask me anything, nothing is, you know, off the table, but, um, it's like, they'll ask me, uh, you know, something that's really going on in their world. And it's really important to them in their world. And the way that the angels deliver the message is it kind of dusts through, um, the things in life that aren't really that important. Right. And they right. just, they drop down like the big truth bomb yeah. of, of, um, you know, speaking to somebody's soul and speaking mm -hmm. to what really matters and, you know, truth. And so it's not always going to be what people want to hear. And it's not always going to, um, you know, like paint the most rosy picture, although everything they do is, is so much in love that even if it's a, it a message, yeah. like, you know, it's, it comes through with, with so much love and compassion. Right. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I love connecting with people in the way where I can, deliver this message that's coming through and I can see in their face like that they really that it hit yeah yes yeah so yeah. it's really powerful I think it's so powerful what you do and I think it's incredibly important to right now for me to acknowledge how courageous and brave it is of you to um to dive into this work um, and to trust in the work and to trust yourself, because I think it takes a huge amount of trust in yourself and in spirit and in yeah. your guides and in the angelic realm to be able to, to actually do this work. And we, we worked on this a little bit too, right. And your yeah. site case session. Um, and 
but I really think that it takes a huge leap of faith, but really trust in yourself and then getting out of your own way. And I'm not just talking about you in particular. I'm talking about me too, because I channel and for my clients as well. And, um, it, and it comes through in a much different way, you know, but, um, I channel and I get so much information and I finally have just made the decision. I made the decision maybe like, I don't know, not even six months ago, not even six months ago to just let it come through and to Mm -hmm. trust myself and to trust the messages and trust my intuition. And like you, it's so incredible when I deliver the information to see how people respond to that, because it helps me to see like, okay, I like, this is not coming out of left field. Like it is, but it's exactly what they needed to hear, you know? And, um, I would love for you to share, because I think that there are so many people who are listening who, you know, I always talk about this. We all have access to the divine. We all have intuitive gifts. We all have very strong intuition. We can all, we can all channel, all of us can channel. Um, Do you have any words of wisdom or advice to offer up in terms of, you know, those people who want to cultivate this within themselves? Yes. Well, I would be remiss not to talk about how much spiritual gifts come through in dreams. So if, if that specifically is something that people are interested in, then paying attention to your dreams, uh, is just one of the best ways to get information around it. So, you know, spiritual gifts can show up with certain symbols in dreams, but then taking the context of the dream and everything else that plays into it can give you more information about how you are to be expressing that gift in the world. Oh, so wow. Yeah. Um, you know, that doesn't show up like a ton in your dreams because I think you're doing so much of it oh, already. I mean, there oh. have been things we've, we've talked there have about, been things. yeah, we've talked about, you know, different things, but, um, yeah. you know, it's not like a huge sticky point in your life right now because you I are expressing not. so much of it already. Um, but for people that are curious, like what there's even are, um, dreams can be a way to do that. Wow. Uh, that is exciting to me. Oh, I, it's probably my favorite part about dreams is going through and, and finding the spiritual gifts. They don't all show up in everybody's dreams. I mean, we all have them. We all have them. Um, at least one. Um, but not every dream, yeah, you know, has them show up is what I'm saying. Um, but, oh boy, oh boy, do I believe that we all have the divine within us. Um, you know, I think it was reading all nine of Paul Selig's books um, mm. the, I am the word series. He has these yes. three trilogies, um, that really, oh, those books changed my life. And, you know, I've always had the deep knowing, even as a child, that every person, regardless of their circumstance or how they, you know, 
what they're doing in the world um, is viewed negatively or not. I've always known that there's good in, in every person, but those books really helped me refine and practice recognizing the divine in every person. Wow. I mean, for the longest time, just I would, you know, in my head as I would pass people driving or at the store or something, I would say a little thing in my head to recognize, you know, let them know that I was seeing the divine in them. Um, So I believe that to my, to my core uh, Mm. that, that God is expressing every day through us and that God is not this, you know, external thing shining down upon us, but it's within around abounding throughout and within. Mm, That's so beautiful. That's really beautiful. Um, You are a very wise projector. What advice or wisdom or just little nugget would you have um, that would you like to share with all of the projectors out there? Um, Whether they are new to their experiment with human design or way deep in it. So I would say, and this could be said for anyone, not just for projectors, but the expression of yourself needs to be seen in the world. It's, it's needed, it's necessary. And so anything that we can do to wipe away these layers that we've created upon ourselves and get to the root of um, how we're each meant to shine in the world is I think the best work we can do. And I believe um, so deeply that, you know, in a world where we're all trying to think about what we can do to create change and to make it a better place, um, you know, I often get boggled down with like, oh, it's too big. What, how can I affect this? But I truly, truly believe that if we are doing our internal versions of working on ourselves and, and just trying to shine as brightly as we can individually, like that is the work that creates mm-hmm. the change externally. So I think having the, the trust and the confidence and the knowledge um, that you can have an effect externally by diving into yourself and, and giving yourself what you need um, to come forward would be what I would want yes. to say. Oh, I have the chills. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Thank you. I wholeheartedly, full bodily mm. agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we could keep talking forever, <laughs> but uh is there anything else that you want to share? Anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to mm. talk about? Goodness. 
I think we, I think we covered just about everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, on these topics, we always have more that. Yes. There's always more. can come through. Um, If uh, people want to find you, which I know people will want to find you, how can they find you? The best way would be through my website, which is motheringconnection.com. Um, and that has information about the way that I work, um, the way that I connect in and also my offerings. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then what about people who are in Seattle, um, who want to see, do you, you work with people in person? Yes, I do. So in Seattle, uh, I work out of a, a yoga space and studio where we, they do workshops and so much beautiful healing and community happens in this space. It's called the Heart Center okay. um, in a neighborhood of Seattle called White Center. Yeah, which is really, that's where I used to live. I know. Before I, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I will include all of your information in the show notes. And I just want to thank you from the deepest corners of my soul for your friendship. And I'm going to try to say all this without crying, but I love you so deeply. And I'm so grateful to be on this, like I said, this journey of life with you, because since we've reconnected, it's my life has become so much richer and it's so, it's so fun. It's so fun to to talk with you about all of these things about human design, about the gene keys, about our crush on Richard Rudd, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) about North node activation, about all of it. Um, And Kara has a, um, she's an Aries sun. She has an Aries sun, but she has a Scorpio moon and a Scorpio rising. And I have a Scorpio sun, but I also have four other placements of Scorpio in the 12th house. So we really understand each other. Yes. And, um, and thank you for being here, Kara, and for sharing your heart and your soul with us so beautifully and so openly and with so much light. You really are a beacon of light. And um, I, I'm just so grateful that you could be here with us today. And mm. um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Bozia. Yes, you know that I could echo every single one of those words directed (laughs) back at you. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. And to everyone who's tuned in today, I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode as much as I have. And until next time, I am sending, sending you all so much love.